The Dodgers' 2024 season in the National League playoffs. It ended in the playoff series when they were swept by the Diamondbacks. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports owner by Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register. And, Bill, let's start with this. Yeah, I found this quote on your, you know, from Andrew Friedman at the end of last year talking about the end of the season and how the, uh, you know, the playoffs are the, uh, the outcome-based uh, justice system. And he says he gets it. Uh, they obviously uh, responded, Friedman and the Dodgers' ownership responded by spending on Tawny and uh, Yamamoto in the offseason, uh, and they spent a lot. Uh, are you surprised that they were that aggressive during the offseason? Not surprised they were that aggressive. Surprised at some of the numbers. Uh, I, they were going to go as high as it took to get Otani. So that part didn't surprise me. Uh, Yamamoto getting as much as he did was, I think, surprised all of baseball. I mean, a guy who hasn't thrown a pitch in a major league game has the biggest contract ever given to a, to a pitcher. So that was surprising. Uh, really, uh, they went into the offseason with a with a wish list of probably Otani, Yamamoto, Glasnow, and hit on every one. And there's not many winners where you go, you know, with three big targets like that and land them all. So that part was surprising that they were able to pull it all together in the same offseason. Obviously, Otani uh, coming off the Tommy John surgery will not pitch this season. I know there's been speculation that the Dodgers will go to the six-man rotation in 2024. Uh, do we know or believe that that's going to happen? No, they won't. Uh, it, it won't be a consistent thing. It'll be an occasional thing, and they've done that before. Uh, since Friedman got here, they've been very mindful of, of pitcher workloads, and they will, you know, call a guy up from the minors for a spot start. They will. Uh, use off days to stretch the rotation out. They will, uh, you know, send a starting pitcher to to the IL for a relatively minor uh, injury just because it gives them a little two-week shutdown. They'll do all of those things to keep the overall workload down, uh, but you won't see a six-man rotation except for, you know, an occasional once-through-the-rotation through the type thing. You mentioned Yamamoto coming over for Japan. What are realistic expectations with his first season pitching in the U.S.? I don't think we really know. I think uh, things are a little different than when, say, Nomo or Kuroda, some of the, the first generation of Japanese starting pitchers who came over here. Things are much more quantified now. Every uh, front office could check the analytics on Yamamoto and see, uh, you know, his velocity, his spin rate, the shape of his pitches, all those kind of things, and analyze them and make their projections of how that play would play in a major league game. With him, the big question is the workload. Because he's uh, his whole career in Japan, he's pitched once a week. He's going to have to pitch more often than that now. Uh, they'll be careful with him, but how he handles that workload is probably uh, the biggest question mark. But they, the Dodgers are confident that he is a front-of-the-rotation starter. I think we look at, uh, you know, Kodai Koda Senga, Koda Senga from the, the Mets last year and how successful mm-hmm. he was. Well, Yamamoto is a better pitcher than Senga. So uh, I think we can expect even better numbers, even better performance from Yamamoto.
There are several other pitchers. You mentioned Glass now, other guys in the mix for the rotation spots. I know we're less than one week into spring training, but any idea how that might shake out as far as the rotation to start the season? Yeah, the best guess is uh, Yamamoto and Glasnow will be the two starters when they go to Korea uh, for those two games against the Padres. And then they'll reset when they come back. I think you'll see uh, Glasnow, Yamamoto, uh, Bobby Miller, James Paxton, and then one of the young guys, probably I would put my money on Emmett Sheehan uh, to fill out the rotation early because they're going to be slow playing it with Walker Bueller. He's coming back from his second Tommy John. He's he's well recovered. He's you know throwing bullpens and such like every other pitcher in spring, but they want to keep his workload down uh, over the course of the season, and rather than start him early in the year, give him a break in the middle and then have him ramp up again, or risk having him you know be running on fumes when it gets to October, mm-hmm. they will start him late. So I don't think we'll see him in a in a game until May. Okay, in addition to the Bueller thing, obviously Clayton Kershaw re-signed just recently after the shoulder surgery in the offseason. Uh, you know, what's the forecast for him in 2024? Yeah, I don't. Uh, best case, I don't think we see him until after the All-Star break, maybe not even until August. So I think you're looking at maybe 10 starts before the end of the year. That would probably be on the high end and then he would be available for uh, any any postseason run. But it's still very much a question mark how a pitcher uh, of his age, with his mileage, how he bounces back from a major shoulder surgery. So that's, yeah, that's still something that's kind of a – they're not even thinking about it. You know, when he starts – uh, ramping up and maybe starts uh, a rehab assignment in June, July, then it becomes a reality, and then then you can talk about it. But for now, that's just off in the distance. Evan Phillips uh, returns as the closer, at least to, for now. Uh, there, I know there was some Kenley Jansen talk in Boston about trading him. Uh, would the Dodgers be interested in Jansen bringing him back? I'm skeptical. Uh, they were sniffing around Josh Hader, uh, mainly because they thought they might be able to get a bargain. His market didn't uh, go the way he expected this offseason, so, but nothing came of that. Uh, there's a lot of rumors with the Kenley Jansen thing, but I, I just don't see him making that trade. It, it would surprise me. Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register currently in the sports zone as we uh, look at the Dodgers heading into spring training. They already started late last week. Uh, The Dodgers, they're going to score some runs. That's not exactly breaking news. They've added Otani to the lineup. If you were an opposing pitching coach, manager, or starting pitcher, what would be the best way to try to negotiate through through that lineup, and how how would you try to pitch them? Well, you might want to get sick that day. Call in sick and, and, and go to work the next week. <laughs> I mean, it's, you're looking at three MVPs to start off the lineup. That's Freeman Otani. Uh, then Will Smith has established himself as a pretty good hitter, pretty good RBI guy. And then you've got Muncie and Teoscar Hernandez and on and on. It's, it's a difficult lineup. I think it will be 
easier for left-handed pitchers when they face them. Uh, you know, you negate some of the power of uh, Freeman, Otani, uh, some of the platoon guys in the outfield, Outman and Hayward. So maybe you learn to throw left-handed. That might give you a slight advantage. But they scored over 900 runs last year, uh, first time in L.A. Dodger history. And then they got better. They they added Otani uh, Hernandez. Don't uh, don't sleep on that addition. He's a, he's mm-hmm. really good against left-handed pitching, and they didn't have that guy last year. Uh, you know they had Chris Taylor and Kike Hernandez and some of those guys uh, Ahmed Rosario that they added during the season, and they weren't as dangerous against left-handed pitching last year. Hernandez Hernandez could uh, solve a lot of that. Gavin Lux, uh, he's coming off the uh, torn ACL from spring training last year. Uh, is he was there every day starting shortstop to begin the season? Yeah, he looks. Uh, he's been here for a week now. He came in even before pitchers and catchers, and has been working out here on a regular basis. Looks to be moving fine. There's no restrictions on him. He'll be playing Cactus League games. Uh, I think they will take it easy on him, give him frequent days off with Miguel Rojas or Chris Taylor starting there. Uh, but the plan is for him to be the primary shortstop. I think that's probably the the biggest blemish on this team right now is the defense on the left side of the infield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lux is a bit of a question mark. He had some throwing issues when he was a second baseman. Uh, and Max Muncy really had a poor season defensively at third base so now you're going to put those two guys next to each other so if there's anything that uh, that uh, you can point to as a real blemish on this roster it might be the left side defense the right side defense is pretty good with Freeman obviously and Mookie Betts I just want to ask the transformation from outfield and right field I know he was a second baseman when he came up with the Red Sox but now second base it's amazing that he's that good an athlete to be able to pull that off and be so so good at it. He's a remarkable athlete. It's not just uh, baseball. We were joking with uh, one of the TV producers for the Dodgers uh, station. We said they should have a weekly show where Mookie plays a different sport and shows how good he is at it. You know, lacrosse one week, uh, rugby the next. He. He is just a remarkable athlete, and I would not be surprised if he won a gold glove at second base this year or the next year. He's he's that good. He's just got fantastic physical skills, understands angles and all of that. He, he's, he's terrific. And honestly, he was bored in the outfield. So he was – He's more engaged and, and more excited about playing uh, the infield than he would be about going out and winning another gold glove in right field. Talking Dodgers with Bill Plunkett from the Orange County Register. So what else should we know about the Dodgers on this February the 14th? That they're going to be really good, and it doesn't matter until October. I mean, this is uh, this is the storyline with these guys year after year now. They, they win 100 games. And then they have an October problem. So, you know, I think you can pencil them in as another division title and into the into the postseason. But none of that matters if they flame out in October again. That, uh, that's the bottom line. And this is, 
you know, they're kind of used to the whole World Series or bust expectations. That's nothing new. Uh, but they've busted, you know, last two years, three of the last five, I think it is, out in the first round. And after you spend a billion dollars in the offseason, you can't do that. What's your analysis of the rest of the NL West? Uh, I'm skeptical about the, how the Diamondbacks bounce back after last year. Uh, you know, th- things went ahead of schedule last year. They were not. They were going to be good. They had the young guys coming along, uh, but the the learning curve or, or everything was accelerated by last year. Now, do they take a step back this year? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I think they are the, the only threat in the division to the Dodgers. I don't. Uh, I think the Padres have some massive holes in their roster. The the Giants just don't have uh, a lot of elite level players. I think their pitching is going to be really good, and that'll keep them in games. Uh, and then the Rockies, we don't even need to talk about the Rockies. They're they're no, we really don't. dreadful. Yeah, we, we we've disqualified disqualified them from competition here. Uh, last Might as well. Sure. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel bad for Bud Black. He's a he's a good manager, a terrific yeah. guy, and he just has nothing to work with there. You mentioned Bud Black. I know he's a Bruce Springsteen fan. I believe, if I remember correctly, you're a Bruce Springsteen E Street Band Huge. fan. Huge. Yeah, Bruce me, fan. me yeah. too. Me too. Saw him first time here in 1974 at the Celebrity Theater when there was like a thousand people there. Uh, March 19th, he's here in Phoenix, and I noticed he's in L.A., the 4th and the 7th, but the Dodgers are on the road? you going to be able to pull this yeah. off? Uh, March 25th, San Diego. All right. Good I'll deal. be there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that, I, think those are the first, I think those are the first two shows after he come back, comes back from the, uh, from the illness. So I think we're in business there. And who knows what he's going to be playing, right? Uh, yeah, you never know which one of these tours might be the last one, so I'm not going to miss it. That's that's also true. Last one for me, too, maybe. <laughs> All right, Bill, <laughs> exactly. good stuff. <laughs> Bill, always it. appreciate it. Thanks for making time for us. Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register. In the next segment of the Be Phone Call Time, 602-260-1060. Also, uh, some bottom line answers from today's pipeline. And time pending, we'll get to... Uh, More than a couple of things in the local roundup, including the Suns and the Kings from last night. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7.